Email marketing should be a and is a critical part of your overall marketing strategy. Yet, so many of us, I think, feel oh, overwhelmed with email. And so we've brought on a great expert today. Katie Gunther is here to talk about this because she's an email marketing specialist and automation specialist. And we're going to talk about how to save time, energy, sanity, all of that with regard to email marketing. So Katie, so great to have you here on Cash In On Camera. You have a lot of experience in this area, but why do so many entrepreneurs feel so overwhelmed when it comes to email marketing in the first place? Thanks for having me. First of all, I'm really excited. I'm always excited to talk about email. I, I realize that it's not something everyone enjoys doing. And I think it is because it can feel overwhelming. And one of the reasons it feels overwhelming is the technology behind it, right? Like once you yeah. figure out how to learn, use uh, Instagram or Facebook, you throw up a photo, you add a caption, you post it, you get immediate feedback for the most part. Email is a little bit more of a slow burn. Uh, it takes a little bit longer to see results, kind of see if it's working. And then the technology behind it can be a little bit overwhelming at first, picking a platform to use, picking an email address to use, having automated campaigns versus sending out emails. What do I write? How often do I send? So there's a lot tied up into it. And unfortunately, a lot of people go, well, like, I'll get to it later. <laughs> it <feels so> <laughs> yes, I think I'm one of those people. I focus so much on content and video and authority and things of that nature that I have had a tendency to want to ignore the email part. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't think it's valuable. It's not right. that I don't understand that it's a critical part. It's just that there are so many moving pieces to it that it can feel like, oh man, like how am I going to get all of that done? You mentioned technology. I'm okay with the technology. Mm -hmm. uh, I think where for me, it's all about the creative, right? It's the copywriting, frankly, right? right? I'm a better speaker. I would rather speak it out than to type it out. Right. And so there's a lot to that. And the fact that we have people like yourself who are email marketing specialists, I think says it all, that that is a whole field of study unto itself. And that there yeah, are a lot of pieces to it. Yeah. Cause like you said, like you might be okay with the technology, but the content is intimidating. And for some people it's the reverse. Like I totally get the technology or I'm okay with the content. The technology is like, Oh, I don't know how to do this. So what I usually say to people, and I know we're going to talk about canned emails in a little bit, but as far as like getting started is you can make it work for you. And I think that's where the simplification comes in is don't think too much about how you're supposed to do it. I started in another business. My husband and I are both entrepreneurs. <laughs> we have various things going on, but I just started by repurposing my social media content. So taking three Facebook posts and Instagram posts, and I don't know, a video or something and throwing those in a biweekly email, summarizing like what you may have missed, because I knew that people weren't seeing everything I was putting out there on social. If I could get them on my email list, I, I get another chance to show them that content. And so that's really where I started. I really wasn't creating any specific content for email. I was just kind of reusing it basically. And then it grew from there. So I think that's how I like to look at it is simplify it, work it into what you're already doing, make it work for you. You don't have to start by doing all the things. You don't have to have automations and tags and all that. Just collect emails and then communicate with those people. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it always comes back down to that consistency piece. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of making it a part of your marketing that you're going to set aside the time or or people or designate or whoever's going to do it, but it has to be done on the regular. For I know sure. for us with this show with cash in on camera, we make a point of emailing our database with the guests that we bring on the show, mm -hmm. right? Like that in and of itself is an email that we send out in addition to others, but leverage what you're already doing. Like you said, repurposing, I think is a great idea as well. So when we want to take our business to the next level, and we really want to dive into this idea of using email marketing to, to further our business, mm -hmm instead of reinventing the wheel every single time okay canned emails is a great way to leverage writing something out once and then putting it into like a format that you could use it again and again however i think sometimes people might be a little bit afraid to do that because it can seem impersonal right. so let's just kind of start at the beginning we're talking about canned emails what in your view constitutes a canned email so when I think of a canned email, I think of two things. I, I have canned emails that I use when I'm communicating maybe through my business email to, to one person, right? So when I have people come to me, specific questions, like frequently asked questions, I have a, a canned email that I save in Trello. You can save them wherever it works for you. I copy and paste that into a new email, but then I go through it and customize it based on that conversation, that person. Is this a total stranger? I, I'm going to be more, maybe more professional or formal. Or if it's somebody I talk to all the time, it's going to be more casual. But even if I know somebody, I still might use that canned email because what's in there is the stuff I don't want to go dig up and find. You know, it's like, hey, if you want to schedule a call for me, here's my link. Can't wait to talk to you. Here's what happens when you push the button, blah, blah, blah. So that's one kind of canned email, which I think is really important to have in your workflow. It just saves you tons of time, whether you're doing everything yourself or you have a virtual assistant, you can say, Hey, can you send this email to so-and-so, but like customize it, warm it up, <laughs> make it warm and fuzzy. Can I just dig into that a little bit yeah. just to ask questions as I go? Because uh, I love that idea. And so you mentioned having a, a database, maybe Trello, or maybe some other project management system whereby you're keeping those emails or those canned emails. It's like the foundation of emails mm -hmm. in a certain place. Are you categorizing that? Are you naming them? Like, do you have a specific naming convention so that you can identify that and say to your VA, Hey, use email one a <laughs> send to said person, or how are you doing that? Yeah, mine isn't. I, I think if I had a VA, it would probably be a little bit more organized. It's really only organized for me because I don't uh, hire that out. I hire out other things I don't enjoy doing. And okay, I'm all right, all right. people who likes doing that, but it'll be like, <clears throat> I'm trying, well, like if somebody has a question, I get a lot of questions about which email platform should I use? I would love to be able to sit and write um, a personalized note every single time, but I don't have the time. And so I have like one that's called email platforms. That's it. And then in that, it's like, here's what I use. Here's the three I recommend. Here's some links. And then I always recommend like, you know, pick the one that works the way your brain works. So that's just ready to go. And I'll copy and paste it and again, customize it. But yeah, they're just named basically like whatever uh, the question is or whatever the topic is. And so I just scan through until I find it. I love that. Okay. So those are the emails that are canned for frequently asked questions, 
questions that come up a lot of times that you have pre-built the foundation of. You might tweak them so that they're not impersonal. You're tweaking them and you're customizing it to that one person who asked that question. Right. Yep. Okay. What is um, another kind of canned email? Right. So the other kind of, we refer to them more as templates. And I think that templates is kind of a vague word, right? A template can mean a lot of things, but an, an email template is something that like, if you ever played, if you have kids, or if you remember when you were a kid playing Mad Libs, where the, the story is drawn out with all these blank spaces and you're supposed to fill in the noun and the adverb and all that. So I like to use templates like that. And I have templates in like in my Trello that I use for my clients' emails when it's like, I, I have a sales email or I, I have a new lead magnet that I want to promote. I'll pull from a template and kind of customize it because we can get lost in the fluff, right? Or the, all the information we want to say, if we're excited about something that we want to share or something that we're selling. And what we have to remember, especially in something where we're selling is uh, to keep it succinct. And so you do a lot of like live video, right? You know, mm -hmm. you have to sort of know what you're going to say, say it, and then wrap it up, right? You can't go on and on and, and go 30 minutes instead of 15. Right. <laughs> An email, right. I think of it as the same way. It's like, you need to tell them what their problem is, like what um, their pain point is, like relate to them. Hey, I bet you're feeling like this, but I have a solution. And when I'm done telling you my solution, you're going to feel like this. And then you lay out the solution, you might bullet point it, and then at the end, you're going to summarize it. So a lot of my templates just kind of look like that. I know it's hard to explain without seeing it, but then what happens is if you have templates like that to pull from, then when you need to create an email, you can save time, you can save energy, and you just fill in those spots. It's your product. You know what the pain point is. You know what problem you solve. You know what the, the value points or the unique value is of what you're offering. So use a template to kind of structure that for you. And then all you have to do is fill in the blanks with like your secret sauce. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's more along the lines of what we're doing for this show. So we have a bunch of emails that have been pre-templated. Mm -hmm. And then what we're doing is we're customizing that for each guest. So you would have received that, right? You received yep. an email that had the link to join me on this show today. Mm -hmm. um, but that link was specific to you. We can't make that part of the template because it changes for each person. So we template as much as we can. And then we will sub out the information that's different for each person. I guess that's an example of the canned email that you're referring to, the templated one. Yeah, for sure. And then you know that there's room in there for, let's say you and I had a conversation that we were going to do something really special today that maybe you haven't done in the past. Then you have your template that has all the information that has to be there. So you're not going to forget anything. That's right. You can still customize it and add like, oh yeah, and don't worry, we're still going to do blah, blah, blah. I think that's a key too, is if you had to build it from scratch every single time, there's going to be a time where you might forget the link or the link's wrong, or you might spell someone's name wrong. So like having those templates helps you be more um, efficient and accurate too, I think, just because you're saving that energy and time. One thing that you mentioned uh, is that you save these templates in Trello. I use Trello for a video approval, like so from my agency side, I have Trello used as a uh, video approval system whereby mm -hmm. we can comment back and forth, but I never thought about using Trello to save the templates. What we're doing is saving them in Google Drive. 
So we have a, a Google spreadsheet and that has tabs for mm -hmm. different things. And I guess, is that advisable to save the, the emails that way? Or is I that? Think it's, I think it's however it works for you. Because okay. I do that. I have for Trello, I, for things that I just, I know I'm going to access every single day. I need to go in there, grab it real quick. Great. When I'm really organizing something that other people are going to access. So if I have team members or I'm working with someone else's team, I'm just part of someone's team, but I'm organizing everything. I prefer to do it in Google Drive because then I'll have a spreadsheet. So everybody knows where to find stuff and naming conventions. And then yeah, in Google Docs so that everybody can access it. Because yeah, my Trello system is really for my eyes only. It Just pretty good. Around. At least we're doing it right. All right, good. Yeah, good. <laughs> you're doing it right. Exactly. All right. <laughs> is there another type of canned email that we should know of? Uh, I think that one thing that some people overlook because it, email can be really easy to get stuck in the mud and overthink it is when you start with an, an email marketing platform, if you haven't already, a lot of them will have templates and things already in the system ready for you to use and don't overlook those some of them like i use aweber for my email right now and they will have templates that when you pull them up it actually has a writing prompts in the template nice. and so don't overlook that those are incredibly valuable and somebody spent a lot of time kind of thinking of how to use that or like what to put in there to help you so don't overlook those free templates that are out there and also you can look on pinterest google it it's sort of like back in the day when we would create stuff from scratch in like microsoft word when you could go look for templates and it would like yeah. pre-fill a resume for you stuff like that like think outside the box and don't be afraid to lean on templates you don't have to create everything from scratch it does not help anybody, not you, not your clients, not your customers. It doesn't help anybody. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the reason why that's good advice is because it gets you there faster. Yeah. It gets those emails out to your list faster than if you were to sit there and try to make it perfect for the next 12 months. Right. And then it, you free up that time and energy to spend on the things that only you can do in your business, which I think is the key thing I want to help my clients do is to, to take that off their plate so that if email's not their thing, content repurposing isn't their thing, then they have time and energy to go do the thing only they can do, whether it's the one-on-one -on -one coaching or even just like taking time off, spending time with family. Use those automations, those templates, those helpers that help you so that you can focus on the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if your email service provider, Aweber or wherever, I, I use Kajabi for mm -hmm. mine, but if it has a pre-templated sequence that you can use as a jumping off point, mm -hmm. use that and, and personalize it. And that's what I'm hearing from this conversation is how do you make your canned emails not feel impersonal yeah. is to have it be a foundation, but customize the approach, whether it's going out to one person or multiple people, but mm -hmm. that customization, you're not having to reinvent the wheel every single time you want to write an email. Right. And if you're worried that it's not um, personal enough, a couple of things I usually recommend is have someone else read it, someone who knows your voice and make sure it sounds like you and also read it out loud. So when you write an email, I don't do this as much as I should probably with like social media posts, but when I write an email newsletter to my list, 
I read it out loud. And if I trip on a word, I need to change it because that's not how I talk. It's going to come through, whether it's subconsciously or not. So if you're worried about that, read it out loud. Does it feel like something you would say? It's going to come through on the other side if you're worried about, even if it's something like you were saying, Cheryl, like the emails for like today, where it's like, here's your link, click here, show up at this time. It still sounds like, I know it came from you. It didn't come from a robot. Like, <laughs> no, it did not come from a robot. Although right. sometimes, you know, I might. Um, I have a question about one of the customizations in an email is the ability to add, I think it's called like a smart field. So it's mm -hmm. like, hi, first name, yes. do, 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 do. One of the challenges and frustrations I've had is that depending on how people sign up for your email list, they may not have added their name in properly. So mm -hmm. like, let's say the field on the form is, first name, last name, but they put their first name and last name in the first name field. Right. So now the system is registering that as incorrect. So mm -hmm. then when you put the smart field in your email, it messes everything up. Yeah. How do you get around? Is there a, a way to mitigate that? Or is it just the, what it is you have to manually go in and fix each of those contacts? Well, I mean, you could manually go in, but I personally wouldn't. If it's a matter of like people have forms out there floating around, maybe that don't even have a name field, just email. So they have empty name fields in the back end. I know Kajabi, Aweber, and a few others have code, oh God, dynamic code that you can put in the email. And we're probably going like way too complicated, but I'll, if you just Google dynamic code or check with the support with whoever you do email with, there's like an Aweber I can put Subs hi subscriber first name or friend so oh, if yeah. there's no first name it'll say hi friend other than that i think the first name customization is something that has is so widely used now that people are so used to seeing it that it doesn't have the same effect as it used to so it used to be like oh someone's writing to me and it kind of had that like oh effect but now we see it so much with spam that it doesn't have the same effect. So I actually would say, don't worry about it too much, but do make sure that even when you're sending like a mass email to everyone on your list or a big group on your list is write it like you're talking to one person. Don't like, Hey, everyone, you know, you can just say hello and in be in the tone in the space that you're talking to one person. Cause just like reading it aloud and make sure it sounds like you, it'll come through on the other side, like, oh, oh Cheryl's talking to me. And so yeah, it's more I'm about what it's more about the creative of how the copy that you write and yeah. making that personal, as opposed to relying strictly on the high first name field at the beginning, we've actually stopped using the first name field. Like we just start the email. We just open it and be like, boom, here's the email. It's like, hi, blah, blah, you know, we just launch right into it. Yeah. And that prevents that mistake from happening. So, yeah. uh, this has been really interesting. I love it. Email marketing simplified canned emails that don't feel impersonal. I think it's really important to have a good understanding and strategy around email. One of the segments that we do on the show is called stop marketing. Like it's 1999, where I ask you for a tip, a tool, a tactic, or a technique that's working to help you Katie market yourself for the year that we live in. What do you have to share with the audience today? 
Well, when I think of marketing in 1999, I just think of like newspaper ads, sort of like broadcasting your message and like, this is what I have to sell. And I think the, the opposite of that is having conversations, uh, having conversations like this, like talk, write, post as yourself, talk like you're talking to a friend, someone you want to get to know and have fun with it, but really just like everything's a conversation. So don't think about like when you meet someone or you connect with somebody online, what can I get from this or what do they want from me? But just like, oh, this is just a conversation I'm having. And I think especially with being locked in our houses for two years with COVID, we are dying for conversation and, and contact with other human beings, even introverts like myself. So just have conversations, just talk to people, ask questions and share what you know. And I think that's the best marketing we have right now. I love it. So I would love for you to share how people can get in touch with you at uh, Bella Blue Solutions. Tell mm -hmm. us about getting in touch with you. Sure. So I'm everywhere on Facebook and uh, Instagram as email Katie, but bellablue.com um, is probably the best place to start because you can find all my socials, but it, that'll also give you sort of a rundown of kind of what I help people do. And also there's a freebie um, that you can download one of these email templates. And it is a super simple, like one sheet that just helps you break down and simplify how you're formatting your, your emails to your email list. And uh, yeah, you can always find me on Instagram, send me a DM, shoot me an email. If I can't answer a question, I probably have a blog post I can share with you that'll help you out. And I love talking about email, so. <laughs> yeah, I'd love it. And and I know that this is just scratching the surface of email marketing. We're just talking about candy emails today, but there's so much to explore. So we'll likely have to have you back, Katie, and awesome. have you on the show again. I love it. So, yeah. Thank you so much for being on Cashing on Camera today and sharing your expertise with us. Thank you so much. This podcast features curated audio originating from live video interviews simulcast on social media. You can catch full video episodes at Cheryl Plouffe and on my YouTube channel. To learn how we can help you use video to grow your business, visit CherylPlouffe.com. Remember, you can send us a voicemail question or suggestion for inclusion in the show from our main podcast page. Cashing on Camera is a production of Cheryl Plouffe Media.